Lord Jesus, good morning. Thank you for Tuesday and uh, the start of the work week. And I know myself and Brad are um, just talking about just feeling discombobulated uh, when our, our weekly routine's off. So we just ask you to help uh, recalibrate us um, as I take a deep breath. Just help us uh, focus our, um, fix our eyes on you, Lord. And um, just ask you to help us, um, help us come closer to you um, in the midst of the chaos that typically happens in the day after a holiday. So I just ask you to go before us and um, just make things the way that you want them today and just help, uh, help us just to stay in our lane, Lord. And I thank you for Brad. I thank you for his, uh, his leadership this morning. And I just ask you to, your Holy Spirit to speak through him to us uh, this morning, Lord. And we just love you and we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Brad Ewing, thank you so much for your uh, courageous leadership coming out of a holiday weekend. Well, good. the good news is we're, it's not going to be a Monday today, right? Well, yeah, last time uh, I talked, I, we talked about uh, the kingdom of God and I, I shared the definition um, for the kingdom of God is anywhere that Jesus rules as king. And so, you know, that can certainly be physical, but a lot of times that's the, the spiritual realm of, you know, the hearts and minds of people. And that's where God's mm -hmm. working, um, always working. Um, and today I wanted to um, talk a bit about how, you know, there's, there's as we, we all know it, but we, we forget it sometimes, but the actually the unseen battle taking place is God, seeks to gain territory and Satan, the evil one works to lie and steal and scheme his way towards undermining God's kingdom. And, uh, it's funny because, you know, I think that was about a month ago and, uh, I've, I've at least two or three different, uh, church services that I've been to recently. It's been part of the focus, um, the God's kingdom. And, mm. um, so there's a couple passages I wanted to read uh, today, just in, and one is, well, they're both pretty familiar. Um, and you don't always think of them as being related, but the one is in Matthew 16. Um, and it's uh, Jesus with the disciples and he takes them to uh, Caesarea Philippi and um, which is a city that's like North of the sea of Galilee. I'm not, I've never been to the Holy Land. I want to do that someday, but uh, it, it's it's north of um, the Sea of Galilee. So, and it's in the foothills, actually at the foot of Mount Hermon, which is um, the largest uh, mountain in Israel. And uh, I'm just, I'm going to read it. It's familiar, but uh, I think it relates here. Um, now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his, his disciples. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Hmm. Si Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And uh, I, I, some of you probably have heard uh, Ray Vonderland, who's a Bible teacher, kind of his, he's um, really, he's up from Michigan, but he got popularized maybe 10, 20 years ago on a video series, but he takes tours to Israel and is a scholar on, on it. And it was where I first heard this passage described in this way, but um, the spot that Jesus is at is at the foot of this mountain. There's a, there's a gaping hole in the mountain. It's a cave and um, around it are all kinds of um, temples and altars and churches, I guess that are not, uh, they're not uh, the, the one true God churches. They're, they're to different idols. Uh, Pan, which was a goat God, I guess, um, was one that was popularized in that, in Jesus time. And um, Jesus took them there specifically because what would happen is that they literally, it was sort of common understanding that this was the opening to hell, the gate of hell, the, and it was, there was water in this cave and they would do sacrifices and actually throw goats into this um, cave and the water would turn red because of the blood. And they just, it was everything about it spoke to them of the underworld and the, the entry point to, to hell. And, and Jesus, you know, like he did often, he, he, he did the unconventional, but he took them right there, talked to him about it and then said this, um, passage or said this this statement about to Peter um, about that you know I think it's pretty amazing they're standing at the foot of the largest rock in Israel and he says Peter I'm a Petros rock I'm gonna I'm gonna build a church on you know on you and um, but then also um, he says I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it and the imagery that I've always think of and if you just read it plainly, it's not what it says, but I always think of sort of more like uh, a defensive posture. We're hunkered down and we've got gates and we're, we're defending ourselves against the devil, but that's not what this says. This says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, God's people. And so really, you know, standing here at the gate, this big cave, the gate of hell, it, Jesus is describing more of an offensive posture that his people are going to be on the offensive, taking it to Satan and the gates of hell won't prevail against God's purposes in the church. And it's a good picture. I mean, it's a great picture to sort of challenge our notion of, um, of our role in the spiritual battle and what God's plans are for us. Um, and I haven't done a lot of study on this, but, um, you know, he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. He seems to be saying that he's going to provide, you know, Holy spirit power to, he talks about binding and loosing things on earth. Um, and, and the, so those aren't things that we can do on our own, but with the Holy spirit, um, he's giving us power to be on the offensive in the battle, um, to fight for taking territory for his kingdom. Yeah. Um, so, um, 
you can, you can Google it, and there's there's all kinds of different um, Bible teachers and YouTube that will show you a picture of this place. But it's always been a ever since I saw the video, it's been a great sort of image in my head. Maybe someday I'll get to go see it in person. But um, of of what Jesus was actually where he was actually standing when he said this. Hmm. Um, the other the other passage is the familiar one in Ephesians. Um, so you know we talked about this the weapons of this keys of the kingdom concept but the other one is ephesians um where he's very direct through paul in the letter to ephesians um ephesians 6 uh 10 through 18 uh so this will sound familiar but let's um just think of it in terms of us heading into our tuesday mm-hmm. after a long weekend um finally be strong in the lord and in the strength of his might put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened to the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness, <clears throat> excuse me, given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. And... You know, if you've been a Christian for any amount of time almost, you've heard this passage. And sometimes it's like, I mean, we have the word picture. We can we can picture what a soldier looks like. And mm-hmm. and again, Jesus, I, I've heard um, Priscilla Schreier has written lots of books. And she wrote a book called Fervent that I'm reading with my wife right now about spiritual warfare. But she talked about how... Um, you know, in the, in Jesus time, the Roman soldier was everywhere. So they had a picture of what a Roman soldier looked like with his, um, all his gear. And, um, and, and that was part of Jesus, you know, he just did it over and over and over again, where he, he used what he used the things of the world of, of earth, things that were common to portray spiritual things. But, um, Sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, how do I do that? How do I put on the whole armor of God? What does that, what does that actually mean? Um, and um, the, the, the idea or the analogy that came to me recently was just, um, if we think about, if you think about a policeman or a soldier or a pro football player, you know, you see them in civilian clothes at the mall or whatever. Yeah. And the, it's the same person, but mm. you don't, um, they don't have the same authority that they do when they're all geared up. They don't have, you know, you don't think of them in the same way and they don't really can't do the same things that they would do when they have all their armor on. And I think it's very intentional that, um, he says, put on the whole armor of God, because really what these things that are being described are our identity in Christ. So, um, you know, the righteousness is nothing that we have on our own, but it's what God gives us through Jesus, uh, you know, Jesus' work on the cross. And, you know, we have 
the the gospel of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're because of sin, we're at war with God, but for God's ability to be at peace with us. And so, as children of God, we're at peace. Um, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, obviously, the mm-hmm. sword of the spirit. Um, so all these things and truth. I, I skipped truth, but. Um, all these things are true of us and, and our, our true identity is when we have all, when we have identified with all these things that are not of our own, but are what God, the way God clothes us, the way God gears us up. And, and that's our way of resisting, you know, Satan who wants to, wants to derail, he schemes, he wants to derail, um, the things that we're doing for him. So whether it's, you know, today we're heading into the work week and um, we're we're trying to run our businesses and treat our people and treat our customers and, and, and love our families and our neighbors the way he would to take territory for the kingdom. And obviously there is a foe to that. And um, so uh, I just wanted to encourage everybody to put on the uniform, put on the gear, um, to be ready for battle and know that, um, you know, in our own power, we are sitting ducks, but we are more than conquerors um, when we're, when we are clothed with the, the armor of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, and I think I'm sharing this today because uh, in this time, I mean, over these last four months, 2020, I, I'm, I feel it. I actually, and I'm not, I mean, people that know me will tell you that I'm a pretty rational person and uh, this isn't sort of my normal MO, but I'm feeling it that, you know, there really is a spiritual battle out there and I'm trying to live it and not ignore it. And just because it's not recognized by those who aren't following God um, doesn't mean it's not real. And so um, that's my encouragement for the today for the day and the, you know the, the seventh piece of that the, there's six weapons and the seventh piece that's mentioned is prayer and i think that's you know um we, we pray all these things we pray god's truth we we use the word and and pray all these things over ourselves and our family and our day and we we, mm-hmm. we use prayer as sort of that seventh weapon so mm-hmm. good so that's my thought that's good. That's really good, Brad. You know, it's, it, again, uh, you know, it, we talk about the tribe and leaders um, following Jesus, whether they're on live right now or they, they listen to this uh, later. I, I think it, I find the, the message, again, convicting to take step, like offense requires action, right? Mm-hmm, we're going mm-hmm. to take a step. And uh, our buddy Don Patton talks about like holy hunches, like you know, when mm-hmm. we, we as leaders feel prompting from the Holy Spirit, and Mark McConnell actually talked about this a little bit on Friday, when you feel a prompting from the Holy Spirit that you take action, right? That you take a step. Um, and so, again, I find that it, 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 with our Tuesday uh, and with us following Jesus, what, what opportunities is the Lord going to put in front of us today? And that to listen to that quiet whisper, um, that holy hunch uh, to take a step of action. It could be, could be praying for somebody um, uh, out loud or pr- praying uh, quietly to yourself for somebody, just taking action. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that very encouraging today. 
and the seventh, the seventh piece that you mentioned is prayer. And I'll use that as a prompting to have you, Brad, pray us into the rest of our Tuesday. I'd be happy to do it. And, you know, one thing just real quick, I'll just say is that I, I, prayer has never been like just natural for me. Maybe it isn't for anybody, but I, I feel like there are some great prayers. But um, one of the things I've been challenged to do recently is just write down my prayers. And it's not dear diary, but just write down my prayers. And all of a sudden I'm more of a prayer because, yeah. I, you know, it can be bullet points or whatever. So obviously um, I'm going to pray us into today and, I won't be writing those down, but maybe that's helpful to somebody, but it sure has been helpful to me recently. And I'm, I'm yeah. new at it, but it's, it's really making a difference. It's good. Yes. <clears throat> Lord, I just, uh, uh, come to you this morning and I ask that for each person listening that, uh, we would come with open hands with mm-hmm. what you might have for us today. Uh, we have our plans and you have, um, the ultimate plans, you know, what the day is going to bring pray that we would be open to your leading, um, that we would be um, suited up with the armor, um, not out of fear, but just out of um, sober understanding that uh, we're doing work uh, with you and for you on your behalf and that you in your graciousness choose to use us. And so, um, but you invite us into uh, some challenging water sometimes and that, that you equip us with every good thing to be <clears throat> protected, safe, and uh, ready to go along with you. And so um, today I just ask that you would uh, help us to know we're children of God, that you are a shield and our strength, and uh, just help us to take kingdom for you. Pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well done, Brad. You guys have a great Tuesday. Love you guys.